In seven characters or less, how do your comedy gig go tonight down at Bloods Bar? Uh, divine. In one emoji or less? Uh, Preferably less. Uh, Thank you. Uh, when I'm opening my gifts on Christmas Day, opening my new dollhouse or my yacht yep. from Dad, <laughs> yes. and I'm unwrapping it, sometimes I stop and I think about those poor children in the street who are homeless this Christmas and they're in the street and they're starving. They don't have any presents. And I I think, go and get a job! I, I think we need songs that reflect more just how sad Christmas can be for some people. Totally. And how even though it need not be so sad, it, it just is going to be. And so I, I kind of changed the lyrics around to the hit song by uh, Darlene Love, Christmas Baby Please Come Home. But you're not familiar with it. No, but I'm, I will can, know it. Can you repeat after me? Christmas. 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 For, for example, here we go. One, a two, a one, two, three, four. Christmas. Children are dying. Christmas. Parents are crying. Christmas. Volcanoes erupting. Christmas. People are running. Christmas. <laughs> It's a great song. This movie's, I think it's in love, actually. Christmas. Husbands are lying. Christmas. Wives are crying. Christmas. Lightning is flashing. Christmas. Planes are crashing. Christmas. Christmas. In case case you're wondering, this bit goes for three minutes. (laughs) Obviously, Christmas is about family. And this Christmas, you're going to get those same questions you always get. Grandma's going to come up to you and she's going to say, when are you going to settle down? When are you going to get a girl? And you're going to tell her, Grandma, I'm 45 years old, I have two children. You have Alzheimer's. Uh, For breakups, how to handle a breakup. Um, Terry from Belimba has texted in. He's got a very good one. Thanks for texting in, Terry. Uh, Terry says, my advice for a breakup is to find a porn star who looks exactly like your ex-partner. It might uh, take quite a lot of searching, but the search will indeed be worth it. Uh, Terry says that once you find a porn star who resembles to a great extent your ex-partner, repetitively watch pornographic films containing that porn star all day, every day, even at work, until the thought of seeing that particular porn star who resembles your ex-partner, the thought of seeing her naked again makes you feel ill. Because then, at that very point, the thought of you seeing your ex-partner naked makes you feel ill. At that point, you have gotten over your ex-partner. It might take days. It might take months. God, it took me the best part of three decades. But one day, I woke up and I didn't want to watch that pornographic film anymore. That's my hot tip for a breakup. Thanks for texting in, Terry. Uh, We're in the PM. This is this is new for us. In fact, oh, good. Unfortunately, because we are a bit of an earlier show, we do have to play um, some commercials. So I'll we'll just go to a bit of a quick commercial break, if you don't mind. will come to you. So I'm stood down from work and they're telling me, oh, you keep groping all your female employees. I'm like, mate, I've never groped anyone. They said, well, they all saying you aren't. So maybe I did once or twice. All right. And they're saying, well, you can't do it anymore. It's not like the 70s. I'm saying, what are you talking about? You know, <laughs> boys will be boys. You know? <laughs> oh, crap. The mic's, oh, the mic's on. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, I thought the mic. Hey, 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 man, over here. What you got? What you got? What you got? I got a pirated bootleg of the last a decanter of banter episode. Which one? Which episode you got? I got the first two seasons. This the third season. This the one where he defames George Columbara so bad that George Columbara storms the studio and glasses him. There is also an unfortunate sharting incident. Okay, okay, I'm good for the money. Just put it here in my CD, man, and let's test how it sounds. Guten Tag! Oh, oh, guten Tag! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of Southeast Queensland, would you bloody believe it? Put your hands together. Two separate guests. Wait, a wait, multidisciplinary wait, 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 wait. show. I just, I can't believe it. Oh, I cannot sorry. believe it. <laughs> I cannot believe <laughs> well, it. Well, I'll break it down for you. Basically, what we've got here, we've got a band and we have a comedian. It's a multidisciplinary show. This is unseen on Fortable Z. This is <laughs> so much more exciting than Splendor in the Grass. <laughs> That's Mike. He's the comedian. I'm Say something that. funny. Um, Just as trendy too. Doodle. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I thought it was funny. Thank you. For all our listeners out there. Thank you, guys. I'm here all week. Um... I, I saw one of your buddies, a comedian, in the street the other day. No, it was oh, in the line for a beer at a stadium. And I said, say something funny. Yeah. He did say something back. Say? It was not funny, but aggressive. Oh, dear. What, what, what did he say? I is, think this, is this the, uh, the, uh, the, what's it, mononym fellow Matt? Is that who uh, it was? No, it wasn't Matt. Um, no, Matt it's wouldn't. he's called Matt. I actually oh, tend right. to agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, even if he is funny, he's just destined to, to for failure. Yeah. People just Matt's people have prejudice about Matt. It'd be like dad funny, you know? Like family appropriate funny. No, he's definitely not. Yeah. Like 7pm project funny. Yeah. No, oh, that show's he's, not funny. he's... he's <laughs> that show's not Taking funny. a leaf out of... <laughs> What's that guy, Peter, whatever his name is? God, he's not oh, funny. Oh, Peter Hellier. It's the Comedian Graveyard, funny. that panel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we see the ghost of Peter Hellier. Yeah, the yeah. shadow of Peter's oh. former self. Yeah. I wish we could bring up the... So one of those blokes has a Brisbane Comedy <laughs> Fest show and his bio was the shittest thing I was... Like, if, if the Briz Comedy Fest was like Tinder, I would swipe left. Like, it was a fucking terrible... Oh, sorry, Harry. It You're was right. A, beep. Terrible. Don't apologise for me. Apologise to our loyal Christian fans. Yes. But uh, may the Father and Spirit and all that probably, be with you. probably listening at this time of year, to be honest. Yeah, the Christmas special. Should we spontaneously do a Christmas special? Because what we have in the studio tonight is Port Royal. Yes. Yes, yes right. we do. That's us. Hello. Let's the introduce the now, world. You introduce him and then you introduce the other guy. Hey, so to my left I have the second most important man in the room. Liam <laughs> <laughs> Morton on the lead guitar. Wait, so where right, do I rank in this? That's to, to my right, I've got the biggest asshole in the most room. Most toxic man Lawson in the room. Lawson Lawson Doyle. Oh, why don't I make them introduce themselves? <laughs> you both defamed each other. The whole place is shut down. Uh, <laughs> oh, so Port Royal is the name. <laughs> oh, that's the band. Playing Christmas songs is the game. Yeah. Okay, but quest- question... Yeah, Comedian Mike's got a question. It's going to be a funny question. Did you Let's ever think it. about calling it Starboard Royal? <laughs> that's a little... Uh, it's a little uh, uh, for all of those of you listening at home, that's a that's a sailing joke. Yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> oh, <a bit>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's continue. Anyway, so you're a rock and roll band. You're going to play the hits tonight? Oh, only the hits. Yeah. Songs that should be just... They're so good that they're just unfathomable. Yeah. yeah. Just, I don't even know how I get through them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? 
They're just that good. I actually went to one of your shows once and you stopped midway through and you said, sorry guys, I'm going to stop there. I've aroused myself through my own plan. <laughs> you know what I said? I would have said something like that. It's so easy to take photos at nightclubs or parties. Some trendy. people have got that down to, you know, a business and they get jobs and get paid mm. serious money. It's like, can't you just find your least attractive friend and just get them to take photos of everyone else? <laughs> <laughs> that would be you, Harry. <laughs> oh, shit. Bad idea. Is the mic still on? <laughs> <laughs> the mic's on. Um, how, so, anyway. You know, so Lawson. Hello. Um, my father, big fan of Port Royal. Is he? Yes, big That's fan. Cool. He actually works uh, with your mum. And oh, it, it's yeah, quite yeah. interesting because it sort of makes sense that, you know, a, a rock and roll star would, you know, her, his mum would also work in the cocaine importing business. <laughs> she does a good job, doesn't she? Yeah. She's a good girl. <laughs> she keeps it pretty down low until now, but um, yeah. No, she believes. She believes in the bigger picture. She's obviously going around plugging the band. Yeah, you know, yeah, my, yeah. my dad's messaged me yeah, saying, yeah. you know, Port Royal. I was like, of course I know Port Royal. Yeah, yeah. Far out. Yeah. So um, you got a, your own PR lady. I had no idea. It's your mum. I had no idea your dad was involved. Yeah, my dad got involved. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty involved actually in the band. You might not know it, but he's, yeah, he's been... Messy. Is he big? Yeah. Well, no, he's been actually playing Port Royal covers and posing <laughs> as Port Royal <laughs> down oh. in Sydney. Yeah. Oh, oh did people from Sydney come up to you and go, I thought Port Royal was just one balding man. <laughs> There's four yeah. of you. <laughs> no, that's why they ask about the wig. They think my yeah. hair's a wig. I don't know why, but I do now. Yeah. I didn't know why. Where do you think the genre is, like, who's the trailblazers, would you say? Ah, uh, the Arctic Monkeys probably at the moment. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Gre- Greta Van Fleet as well, probably. Yeah. Besides, do, you, do you think the most recent Arctic album is... Because that's not really wrong. Oh, that's just called getting really big and just stupid. There was nothing left to prove. No. There was nowhere to go. No, you, you have the biggest... Well, it's almost where like shapes... You know how shapes, a few... They, they change the flavour. Yeah. And Glad Rap's done it as well, where they changed where the... Tell you what, my Try parents something. thought I was self-harming, but it was just that the Glad Rap thing... <laughs> <laughs> the, the Glad Rap thing... No, that's funny. The yeah. Glad Rap thing had the... You, do, you, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was such a pain. Oh, it was Literally a pain. It was beeping outrageous. Yeah. The yeah. trick is don't change anything. Yeah. In in uh, Vienna, just never they changed. had these really old trams, and they were rickety, and they were noisy, and old people, people who'd grown up in Vienna would be crossing the road, they hear, and then they go, well, the tram's coming. Yeah. But then the senile people of Vienna... When they brought in the new trams, these were new trams, they were quiet. Mm, you didn't know. Trying to be more livable. And they'd go up for the road, they wouldn't hear anything, they'd cross. Dun, dun, dun. Hit by a tram. Yeah. They'd make a. They'd make this sound. <laughs> Where did you get that sound bite? <laughs> you need to do loops, man. No, that was live. Yeah. That was live. <laughs> Every three seconds, click with me. An old person's getting hit by a tram in Vienna. Oh. Ah! <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, That's a beautiful sound. Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who was it? It might have been oh, when we supported the Dels Rigs. I remember I had the greatest chat to their guitarist, and he was talking to me about music, and he was like, You don't want to sound like. He's like, Who's your favorite band? I was like, The Rolling Stones. And he's like, Well, I was like, Yeah, I want to sound like The Rolling Stones or something at the time. And he was like, No, you don't. You want to sound like Port Royal. And I was like, Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Well, I slept with a girl when I was in year 11. I didn't like it that no, much. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> As I walked out that door, I said, hey, I'm not doing that my, again. That was my, that was my girlfriend. Uh, yeah. That's why. Yeah. Every time I sleep with a girl, some random guy comes running into the room and starts hitting me, saying, who are you? Get out. <laughs> <laughs> not again. <laughs> not again, he says. Yeah. Jesus. The girls always call me Mike when they're with me. It's, it's kind of weird. So I thought, I'm not doing that again. If I had a dollar for it, <laughs> <laughs> 
If I had a penny for every time some guy had come in during intercourse and hit me over the head, I'd be like, oh my God, pennies, where'd you get these from? <laughs> How much are these even worth? <laughs> Probably a lot, actually, because yeah. they don't make them. They're kind of rare. <laughs> my grandfather had a sack of coins, like all two cent, one cent coins. Um, he died. <laughs> funny about that. What's funny about that? God. Rest in peace. You're a cold band. You're a cold rock and roll band. <laughs> Christmas time. <laughs> Look, I just want to say before we get going, guys, that there's a, something in the world called the Joe Rogan factor. Joe Rogan is a podcaster. Yeah. He's a very famous podcaster. He's also when, a comedian. When musicians and uh, and guests come on that show, they leave with hundreds and of thousands of new fans really? and new likes. So I just got to say before uh, we get bidding, before we start, um, what's better than hundreds of thousands of new new fans? Two. Yeah, correct. It's called what? It's called Ain't Got You. Ain't Got You. It's a little Liam Morton original, actually. That's me. Liam. Uh, yeah, the second most important person in the room. G'day. Nice. G'day, Liam. Like most hey. important in our hearts. <laughs> I was going to have a guest on the show uh, this morning. Um, his name is Terry. Um, he, he said he was going to meet me here at 4 Z. He said he was going to be here all week. Um, no one's seen him for a while. But it's kind of strange because uh, I've noticed a, a, there's a pair of shoes of his in the room and I've, I've been ringing him, but the, it's just going straight to message bank. I'm just wondering what's going on. Um, I tell you what, there is, a, there is a terrible smell coming from this cupboard. There is a terrible smell coming from this cupboard. What's, the, what's, the, what's in here? Oh my, Terry! Terry! No! Terry! Terry, no! Oh. It's horrible! Terry! Oh, Terry did a shit in the cupboard! Oh, Terry did a in the cupboard! Oh my days. Anyway, so Terry might be joining us. Riches, they don't mean a thing if I ain't got you. Living style, feel so mild if I ain't got you. Bad cats, fast cars, late night loud bars don't mean nothing. Oh no, they don't mean nothing if I ain't got you. So hold on, don't rush. Say it's no fun if I ain't got you. Inside, oh honey, your heart's played for mine. True love is so hard to find. You're crazy. 
Majestic. Thanks, mate. Story. I, I, I find Story. that a lot of bands tend to tend on the left wing side of things. I don't think we have enough right wing bands. <laughs> I don't think we have enough pro Adani bands. Too many. Gr- <laughs> <laughs> all this, all these anti Adani gigs. Medium here. I want to see a, like Adani fun oil pumping. I'm talking West End Adani fundraise. People go down there just assuming it's anti Adani. I just want a gig that's on a barge. <laughs> In the oil spill at the Gulf of Mexico, which is still <laughs> happening, that's what I want, Harry. That's yeah. all I want. And only Nestle. But I want. I it. want. <laughs> I want. Made with real palm oil. Yeah, yeah. I want Donald Trump Sponsored to be there H&M. to deny yeah. it in person. That's what I want. I yeah. want that, Harry. I want that. Oh. We can have that. I think we can. Yeah, we, can we, we can make, make that band. If you corner the band. whole market, there are lots of right-wing conservative people out there who are just crying out for a band that isn't like Christian rock. Just yeah. something that, you know, because there are right wing conservative people who, you know, have STIs and stuff like that. They need to hear rock and roll music. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, let's talk about STDs. Christian, oh, no, we're not Christian. Just right wing, yeah. full stop. Pro Adani. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to press play on Port Royal's latest single here Piss Off Australia's Full. Uh, I hope you all, all enjoy it. <laughs> I hope the right people are listening to this right now. Uh, you know how they have those stop Adani signs. We'll get go Adani and we'll get like a green a green traffic light. Imagine <laughs> if they had a go sign. <laughs> Don't you think we need a go sign in life? What we'll do is we'll go around Brisbane and we'll tag them on the green side of the lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like green. And yeah. Then, yeah. Everywhere, I just think we need more go. Like, there's no... I think stop is such a... Stops, it's such a man. negative attitude, isn't you know it? I mean? That's... Mm. Don't stop for anything. Yeah. Not love, stop signs. Who hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Write a song about it, mate. Write a song oh, about he's it. He's written a few. Uh, he's written a few. He's written now, you recently started F45. Has it helped with the moustache growing? Uh, I can't say it's helped with the moustache growing. I definitely think, though, like, people rag on F45 a lot, and I feel like that's 
you've just set me up for an ambush here. Um, but the, the, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Um, but no, I think it's actually it's it's done wonders for my um, mental health because like I'm so so active all the time now, and because it's like pretty much like a cult, right? And like you want to go, right? You want to be you want to be there in every session. Pretty much like a cult. Pretty much. Just like like the holocaust was pretty much a genocide it is a cult <laughs> and i'll have you <laughs> in, in summary um you're really worried about where i was going with that the, so i i will say i caught up with a mate the other day yeah and i said oh, can we give him a call yep we can give him a call sure <laughs> oh god well, uh, wrong wrong sound effect um now i actually heard in detroit that's Motor city if you don't stop in the name of love, then the police can book you 120 bucks. Really? Yeah, in Detroit. Right. Wow. Okay. Yeah, you have to stop in the name of love. I went as David Bowie to my work Christmas party. Oh. And this similar thing happened. Blew him out party. of the water. Blew him out of the water. Didn't win best dressed. What? Gotta say, I felt snubbed. What did they have? Someone in a paper mache Humpty Dumpty. It was, it was a British, British, British themed, Some pretty good and like, yeah, that's one hell of a craft to The virgins always wear those dresses. <laughs> 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 a very old virgin. Um, yes. Would you guys got any? Oh, he's back. You guys got a plunger? Oh, he's back. Plunger? He's back. That toilet does get blocked, doesn't that? Very easily. That's um, why you get indoor plants, guys. <laughs> and the toilet's far away. Yeah. Uh, he anyway. on a bed once. Compost. He's, yeah. and, he's a rock and roll star, mate. Toilets are optional. Stop signs are optional. Toilets are optional. What else is optional? It's all just obstacles in your way. Into my goals. Life is optional if you're Kurt Cobain. Think about the time you spend. Underappreciated joke. Have you guys ever been to La Boite? Where's that? Australia's only specially built roundhouse theatre. Is it really? Yes. Is it? Mate, put Brisbane on the map. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very underground. It's in Kelvin Grove, right? It's Harry's. Yes, yes, it's yes. Harry's scene. It's, it's very trendy. Theater. Theater went a couple of times. Didn't like it. No. People kept calling me Mike. <laughs> People kept coming in and hitting me. Said, not, <laughs> not again. again. Uh, <laughs> Why does this happen everywhere I go? Um, yeah, well, just because it, it's a horror film. Dangerous. <laughs> Some of the greatest horror films of all times are, are, are actually, actually children's oh. children's films. I'm talking Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the original '70s version. Oh, that was that is the creepiest thing. Spirited Away. Have Spirit Away is awesome, but it's so that. scary. Well, is that is that original Willy Wonka? Was that meant to be a horror film? Gene uh, well, Wilder is such I a think crazy 70, dude. Yeah, I think the seventies and Gene Wilder. It was all this creepy of itself. Acid stuff, eh? Yeah. So the scene where he's in the boat and he's just like going, <coughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, he's just, yeah, his yeah. eyes are going mental, probably because he's had like fifty lines of cocaine. But he, yeah, that was improv. <laughs> that was improv, and nobody on the set knew what he was doing. But That's it just incredible. it made the final cut. And yeah, that's what that's, I like that's Johnny, become. I like Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka though. It's pretty oh. good as well. Oh, not as good as Wonka. What do you reckon? I I th- I reckon I've got never been diagnosed, but I reckon I've got ADHD, and I just can't sit through a movie. I haven't seen any of these movies. True, right. Movies yeah. right? Have you read the Spark Notes? Though? You start throwing <laughs> tantrums. No, I just get fifteen minutes in and just get bored. You just get violent. Yeah. You know, it was a big waste of time. Is that Dunkirk movie? No, that was great. I loved oh, it. Oh, hated it. I loved it. Waste of time. No, like, good, you know good. it's a good war movie? It's Gallipoli. That's a good movie. Yeah, that and you know it's Australian movie. made. Local Australian produce. Yeah, Support yeah. it. Support our Aussie farmers. Watch Gallipoli. I agree. <laughs> Fair enough. Without <laughs> Australia, Gallipoli stops. Great final scene. We don't see the freeze frame enough in the modern film. Freeze no. it. Yeah. Freeze it. End it. Um, okay. So, so you, you said you were working on a Christmas song? Yeah. yeah. Come on, whip it out. Get it out for the lads. 
Get off with the lads, all right? Yeah. You want us to do this Christmas cover? Yeah, actually, I'm kind of enjoying this Celine Dion song. I don't want not nothing Christmas. There is just one thing I want. And I don't have a present. There's like science, like they've evolved with humans for thirty thousand years to a point where like the the companionship is actually like a part of our nature now. I don't reckon mm. dogs give a beep about Christmas. Ev- evolved, it's a bit of a euphemism there. Basically what happened was a, a human... Uh, sorry, I thought... Yeah, sorry. But a, yeah, in Christian A human-made Darwinism. Because dogs that didn't get along with humans and bit humans got no. put down. So eventually, oh. the, every single breed of dog that's around today uh, is a, as, has the genetics of a dog that is loyal, obedient, and doesn't bite people. Selective breeding. Selective... And so, not only is selective breeding, selective beheading of dogs imagine oh. being a dog like think about being a dog but you wouldn't really like you, you, do you like music I don't know do you not like music dogs no they have concerts for dogs in the opera house in are, Sydney are you pro Adani are you, are you <laughs> what if they only wag their tails to pro Adani rock music go Adani signs I reckon. god forbid hang on I've just received word that yes the, the doggy concerts at the opera house are actually Adani fundraisers <laughs> all funds raised from ticket sales will go directly to <laughs> Mr Adani <laughs> How you going? How you going, Southeast Queensland? Good. No, you can't be going good. You're going well. How are you good? How you going well? So, we'll try it again. How you going? Oh. Really? My, is it my fault? Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to yell. Um, I am joined by a very special guest this evening. He is sitting precariously close to me and breathing quite heavily. Mike Crowley, how are you going, mate? I'm fantastic, Harry. It's good to be here. I just wanted to say welcome to you as well. I don't think you get that enough, probably. Welcome, Harry. I have been to your own waiting show. 23 months to hear something like that, Mike, and I tell you what, you are a very thoughtful young man That's and right. you'll go far, kid. Here for you, with you, no matter what. Mike Crowley, MC. Hey. The big MC, MC. Spit a rhyme, mate. Look, that's that's been done before, Harry, so I don't know if I can. That intellectual property has already been used elsewhere. And I just want to clear it up. I right. wasn't touched in high school. I was stabbed. You, um, yes. I, I, there was this random kid in, in high school. There was Sky- a kid in high school. Yeah. Who picked up a coffee mug. Okay. Oh, my God. Broke it. Yeah. On a basketball court. This is crazy. And walked up to me, and and then with some force right. applied that broken coffee mug yeah. to my arm. Okay. All I remember is feeling this something. This is why you don't go to school in <laughs> Sydney, Harry. I remember feeling something ceramic on my arm. I looked down and I saw this big gaping hole in my arm. Yeah. And I saw something throbbing. Right. And then I proceeded Holy. to scream, and I and I ran. Yeah. Um. To the el- the health center. We had a health center. And Imagine if the mug had said world's best dad or something. Just oh, best friends for, for life. Best BFFs. And what he was trying to do, he was trying to prank me. He thought he'd just like scratch me with this thing. Sure. But he didn't realise that, you know, it was so sharp, it could slice me like five centimetres deep. Yeah. And 
So he was like a kind. I heard, of, I heard like, it was six. He was like a kind of mate. You know those mates that you have in high school, and you and you're like, oh, they're like my mate and stuff. But mm. you know, like they stab you and shit mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what it comes kind of like. And so with yeah. the, when that lady at the health center said, "Harry, what the flip happened? Why are you stabbed?" I said, "I fell over." Yeah, you fell over. I fell over. You know what? I took the. I blamed myself. Wow. And this is a metaphor for a lot of relationships, I think. Okay. Um, <laughs> I blamed myself, and. Um, and he, he didn't get into trouble. And so I went home. Mum was like, what the flip happened? And I was like, a kid stabbed me. Yeah. And she was like, oh, my God. And I was yeah. like, but I told everyone. I told I told the people that I fell over. Right. And she's like, Harry, you go to school tomorrow and you go up to the headmaster and yeah. you tell him yeah. and you got stabbed. And that's how you got invited on his family weekend retreat. No, it had nothing to do with that. I actually I had a I had a school friend who was whose parents were friends with our headmaster. Right. And so I went to their farm over Easter. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, by the way, the headmaster's coming tomorrow. Yeah. And he stayed there for two nights. And I had to live with my headmaster for two days on a farm Tell me. in western New South Wales. Tell me about that, Harry. Was it everything you hoped for? Or they say don't meet your heroes. I don't know. They I- do say that. What, so was it in there was a lot of sexual innuendo between my headmaster and his wife and like at the breakfast table like it, no. w- it was a very surreal experience right and you were sort of the cuckold in the corner yes 100 yeah. percent. yeah i was third wheeling my headmaster and his wife i hate it when that happens <laughs> it happens too often more too often <laughs> who yeah. wears a gown these days unless i'm it's a cold winter's day and i'm cooking soup I do not. I do not have any interest in gowns. Exactly. You know, the last time I hung out with an academic, I was at a pre-drinks, and I said, "Who's going to the valley?" And no one else was going to the valley except this one guy who was an academic from oh. Melbourne, ginger hair. Ooh. And so we got uh, at the time my my Uber wasn't working, so he paid for the whole Uber to the valley from mm. Green Slopes. And I said, "Thanks, mate." We get into the club. He says, "I've had too much kit. I didn't want to throw up." And then he left. <laughs> <laughs> we literally walked in. I said. That took an unexpected step in the door. An academic, mate. He was grading papers on Monday, wasn't no. he? Typical academic from Melbourne, mate. See, Typical there, academic. There are people behavior. in the world who do things, and yeah. there are people who write about everyone who's doing things, right. and they're academics. Right. You sound a bit <sighs> like Henry Ford at the moment. Yeah, what did he say? History is more or less bunk. You, I can't remember the quote exactly. It was look, about look it up, Harry. Get educated. <laughs> maybe, maybe if you paid attention to an academic once in a while... You wouldn't be so angry all the time and you could deal with your emotions in a responsible and healthy way. That is true. Rather than defaming a whole profession, very educated (laughs) part of society who might know their defamation rights. Imagine if academics had a union. They must have a union. No way. Can you imagine them walking down the street? We want more money for research. And then they just take one person and go, hey, get out of here. And they they just like, it's a man with tattoos. It's a man with tattoos. (laughs) Run. Well, they kind of look like a bunch of vampires. Not too much. Can't run, throw up, I can't run. <laughs> Ascertain the value uh. of face-to-face contact. Is it... Yeah. If I can easily say happy birthday um, over Facebook, mm. do I need to knock on your door oh, and Harry, say I'm happy just, birthday? Um, just looking at my profile now. You, uh, you didn't actually wish me happy birthday. You're going to call me out in my... You didn't actually... Wish me happy birthday this year, Harry. Birthday messages are a little bit like oral pleasure. Are they? Great to receive. I just feel like you hate me. And sometimes you're a bit too busy to give. Anyway, time for another <laughs> track. It's called... It's called Weekends by the Happy Mondays. Listen to 4 Z. I was walking down the street today and I saw a colleague. 
said, hello. You know, you see your colleague outside of the building. It's like seeing a, one of your teachers at the local supermarket. It makes you feel very uncomfortable. He said, do you think there's going to be rain today? I said, rain today? What do you, I, I'm not a scientist, mate. I don't know anything about science or meteorology. I'm going to have to defer to a local Melbourne uh, primary school student here, mate. A trip to a cafe. It sounds pretty simple, right? Pretty simple process. You go to the cafe, you sit down, an attractive but impatient lady says, oh, sorry, sir, that table's reserved. So you swear at her. She swears back. You flip the table. She throws a tiny dog at you. And then you go to another cafe. You sit down, you order your food, you eat, uh, you pay $90, you leave, you walk out, you think, wait, $90, and then you go home. And let's, let's go to a cafe. Let's get brunch, 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 brunch. And uh, he picks me up. We go down there. Everything's going swimmingly. Everything's going well. Like, everything's going too well. You know when things are just going too well? It's sort of like a, that, uh, that Christmas special on Bold and the Beautiful where there's actually no more arguments and all the, all the characters of Bold and the Beautiful are actually really getting along with each other and they're having a Christmas lunch and it makes you feel really uneasy because you know, you know, as an avid Bold and the Beautiful fan, they the first episode back next year. Something is going to go terribly wrong and they're going to be back at it again. Brook and Ridge back together for the 19th time in five years. There's a reason why you can take a four-year break from that show, come back and figure out what's going on within five minutes. They're still in the same lounge room. Uh, where was it going? Yes, we're at this cafe, all right? And we sat down, you know, we, uh, we sit down. That's, actually, that's all we get done. And then my uh, friend, he says, look, Sorry, mate, I think I had a bad kebab last night. I actually really need to go to the bathroom. I say, that's fine. Uh, he goes to the toilet. Um, he's in there for quite a considerable amount of time. And eventually my friend comes back out. This has been about 10 minutes. I've been twiddling my thumbs there. And we come back, we talk for a little bit. The lady comes over, what you like? He says, oh, I feel a bit unwell. Um, he just gets a little cacao smoothie. I'm going all the way with LBJ and I am, I'm getting a, you know, a tea and, and uh, some sort of uh, brisket burger of sorts. Um, now, we chat for about a couple of minutes, barely get into, do you think it's going to rain? And he says, sorry, um, I'm going to have to go to the bathroom again. And he goes back, disappears for another 10 minutes. Uh, he comes back again, a couple more sips of his cacao, uh, a couple more sips of my tea. Uh, he has to go back to the bathroom. So what I'm trying to say here, my friend, he he had a diarrhea of sorts. So while he's on the third trip to the toilet, I my, my food arrives. It's taken some considerable amount of time. And it's like this lukewarm brisket burger thing. And I thought this would be a bit funny if I eat the whole thing while he's on the toilet. They take the plate away. He comes back out and let's see how long... Uh, we can just sit here before he says, look, sorry, I just have to go. I know your food's taking two hours. Um, but he came back when I was about halfway through. And I said, it arrived. And we, we rejoiced. He said, can I have some? All right. And how could I possibly refuse such a polite question? So I said, look, you may. And I reached over and I gave him the brief biscuit burger. And I, as if to take a bite, I extended this act of generosity to him what does he repay me with he grabs the burger with one hand and i look at those fingers i look at the burger i look at the fingers the fingers are dripping wet i say look mate that's disgusting your hands are still wet he says what are you talking about i washed them i said doesn't matter you got water there's a bit of soap there could be germs on there i washed them 
I will swiftly take back off him. I say, take a bite. He takes a bite with his mouth. I put it back down again. I take off the buns because they're infected now. They've they got germs on This guy has diarrhea. This guy literally, he was sitting there before my food had even come, talking about how he had Vesuvius in his stomach. I'm saying, man, I'm about to eat a brisket burger. And, you, and you're drinking a cacao smoothie. You shouldn't even be thinking about that sort of thing. Um, and uh, I had to eat the insides of the le- left of a half of the burger um, just as like some little really meaty salad. Happy days. The next comment comes from Terry from Balimba. Terry says, Paul Kelly and I were in a sexual relationship for a number of years, although he often denies it. If he wanted to sell... If he wanted to sell records amongst the footy and barbecue crowd, he knew he would have to be straight. He used to watch Jessica Simpson music videos over and over, telling himself, I'm straight, I'm straight, I'm straight. He even, he he used to sing leaps and bounds to me, butt naked, playing only a blow organ. The truth is, Paul never even went to an AFL game or a cricket game. He'd never even been to the MCG. The truth was, Paul liked softball. Paul loved softball. Every Saturday morning, we're off, we're off to watch the local softballers in the local park. The first line of leaps and bounds was originally, I'm on a park bench looking over the pitch at the softballers. It was changed because Paul found out how lucrative the pre-game entertainment gig for the AFL Grand Final was. Paul was only ever in it for the money. The year he thought he had it, they chose meatloaf. When Paul finally does get the chance to play his music in the pre-game entertainment for the AFL Grand Final, I'm sure that he will play the original version, the original softball version, wearing only his softball outfit. I still love you, Paul. Uh, So please text in uh, what you think the fake uh, comment was. And in the meantime, let's sit back, let's unbutton our trousers, put them around our ankles, stand up, stare out the window and wave at people in the street and listen to a bit of Mr. Kelly, Mr. Paul Kelly. I'm high on the hill, looking over the bridge to the MCG. And way up on high, the clock on the side all says 11 degrees. I remember. He remembers. He neither forgives nor forgets. The Santa photo. Now, the Santa photo, I feel these days, is the Santa photo is dead. It's become ironic. You know, if you go down to Newstead, there are, there are opportunities to have a photo taken with your dog and Santa. Just the dog and Santa. I feel like the only Santa photos I see these days are where a couple of teenagers think it's funny to get a, a photo with Santa. But no one's getting a genuine Santa Claus photo anymore. They're all ironic. See, the Santa Claus photo has gone underground. It's become postmodern. The next thing you're going to see is an exhibition by Yoko Ono of just Santa Claus photos from suburban shopping centers because it's only become ironic. Now, the most important lesson of Christmas is, of course, uh, the story of Rudolph, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Now... He started off not being included in the reindeer games. The other reindeers, for lack of a better word, hated his guts. They relentlessly bullied him. Um, Not only in person, but online. That's what you don't hear about in a lot of the Christmas narratives, is that Rudolph was relentlessly cyber-bullied. And 
they eventually came around to Rudolph because they not because they found that Rudolph had a particularly awesome personality or that Rudolph was good at sports or actually you know Rudolph was really clever actually I like talking about political discourse with Rudolph no it was none of that they liked Rudolph in the end because Rudolph had this brilliantly shiny red nose. He had he, basically Rudolph had this big shiny zit on his nose that he'd been uh, trying to wash with really harsh cleansers in the shower and it made it all shiny and it pretty much glue in the dark. So they realized, hang on, this Rudolph loser, right, that who've been, who we've been relentlessly cyberbullying, we could actually find a practical use for this little wimp. What if we put him on the front of the sleigh, right? And the, the front line. So if we hit bugs or hit some crows who've gone flying too high, you know, Rudolph will wear the, the brunt of that. So they've gone, yeah, let's pretend like we're mates with Rudolph. Get him in the games. Let's get him in the Rudolph game, the, the reindeer games. And then um, basically we can use him to achieve our own goals. And Santa was in on it. Santa was in on this. Santa's hands are dirty, mate. His hands are dirty. Um, he knew exactly what he was doing. He, he, mate, he knew that... He knew that Rudolph was an absolute wuss, but he's like, yeah, put him in the front. He'll cop all the bugs and the birds up there and he'll light the way with his big shiny zit nose. And I think there's a really important lesson in that for everyone is that look around you this Christmas at your friends and at your family and those uh, family members or friends that you think are just absolute wimps, absolute losers, think about how you can use them to get what you want. And it might be that one of those friends from school is a bit older than the other boys. Maybe he's got his driver's license. Maybe he can drive you to parties, drop you off. No, you can't come in, but I'll give you the honour of driving me to the party. Maybe they turn 18 first. And maybe you can use them to get alcohol a bit earlier. These sort of things. Think on your feet here, guys. Um, that's the real lesson of Christmas. Um, use people to get what you want at their expense. That's the story of Rudolph. Um, Christmas trees. Now, the problem is it's hard to be an environmentalist this Christmas because you look at a, a real Christmas tree and you go, well, this had to get deforested, so I had to cut it down. This tree is now dead. We don't like this. Huh? Nuh-uh. But then you get a, Chris, uh, a plastic Christmas tree. This is fake. This is plastic. This is not recyclable. So you find yourself in a position where the only Christmas tree you can make is like a pile of Coles reusable bags and Woolworths reusable bags and you put the red and green together. It's like a big pile and then... That's a great idea. Yeah, and then <laughs> it's sort of throw decorations on top and then after Christmas is over, just set fire to the whole thing in your backyard and have some boys around for beers. <laughs> that sounds fair. Girls can those, come too. Yeah. Those reusable bags uh, are not reusable. I uh, had about... A year off Spanish. I went to my first class again uh, tonight. And I noticed that there was a direct correlation between the time in which I had a girlfriend and the time in which I stopped learning Spanish. Very curious. Why? Time constraints? Yes, possibly. There's always Duolingo. A spare three minutes in the toilet. You get through a couple of Duolingo exercises. There's nothing holding you back in life, time-wise, from learning a language in 2018. It's because maybe I was learning a, a language just so I could look sophisticated and I wanted to look sophisticated so I could get girls. It's all very simple. I suddenly realised that really everything I do in life is just to get girls. Why do I want friends? Why do I maintain friendships? So when I go to the club I look more popular. I can wave at people. You know it's actually scientifically proven if you wave at someone uh, in, in a, when you're in a crowd, people 
think you're more popular and therefore like you more. I figured this out. I play, I play this science to my advantage. Every weekend, I wave at people who don't exist. I get on the dance floor, I just look up and I just wave. Give them a thumb up, then look back down again. And I know that all the girls around me are going, wow, that guy's popular. I want to reproduce with him. Um, and I know this for a fact. I don't want to go into the details. Um, but <clears throat> at least later. Jo join me in the Fortress at Car Park. I'll tell you everything. <laughs> Gentlemen don't kiss and tell. But legends do. Um, so, anyway. Uh, friends look popular. Look popular to get girls. Get a job so I can look rich look rich to get girls. I got this terrible feeling that when I get married, I'm just going to turn into literally a blob. Hey, how you going? It's me, Harry, from uh, Decanter of Banty, listening to 4 Z. Um, it's time for some words of wisdom. This is uh, Harry Ravel Lee's top three uh, breakup tips. This is massive, guys. I've been dwelling on this uh, for quite some time, and, and I have absolutely uh, three perlers here. Um, now, uh, my number one uh, breakup tip is be faithful during the relationship. A lot of people, they think, ah, oh, breakup tip, um, what do I do after we break up? No, it's very important to prepare for the breakup while you're still in the relationship. Um, even marriage has been watered down uh, these days quite a bit um, to the extent that all you really need to do is I mean, you don't need, one person might not even want to get divorced they'd be like please don't divorce me and you still get divorced so a lot of people say oh you know marriage is serious it's more serious than uh, you know a, a relationship you know a boyfriend girlfriend thing boyfriend boyfriend thing whatever and whatever thing um and I say the only difference between that is a whole lot of paperwork, a whole lot more money, and uh, year separation. Um, now, where was I going with this? Yes, so no, my number one tip is be faithful during the relationship, because then when you're single again, it's like, whoa, this is different and better. You know, I, a lot of people, they say, you know what, no, I'm going to cheat during the relationship I want to have my cake and and fuck it too um, and those people are wrong only slightly in the sense that yes by all means but when you uh, it, it, that, that's all good if you don't end up breaking up see if you have like a, a, a partner who's stable reliable when you have a bad day at work you can come home and cry on their shoulder but if they go away uh, to Bali for their stepbrother's wedding and you get to go out every night and sleep with some other girls for a bit um, and they never and, and, and your partner never leaves you well that's great you've done everything you've got it all <laughs> that's when your mates sit back and they just go mate you're the luckiest guy on earth you mean you slept with seven girls and she didn't leave you um, but it, the problem is when they break up with you because now you're single again right you don't have that reliable, uh, trustworthy partner whose shoulder you can cry upon when you have a bad day at work. But you're still doing everything you did before. That is, going out uh, every weekend, kissing other girls, 
some are ugly, some go home with you. And it's not a new experience. It's what you were doing before, minus the really good thing that was that was in it. Alright? Say, so if you're faithful, if your partner does go away for those uh, for those few days for their stepbrother's wedding in Bali, alright? All of a sudden, um, and, and you don't do anything wrong. You just sit. You watch repeats of some, you know, poorly funded ABC sitcom. Um, and there's no, there's no canned laughter because they wanted to put canned laughter in, but they didn't know where to put it because it was so damn unfunny. Um, we're talking ABC comedy here, guys. <laughs> and, um, and and she gets back and you just go, wow, I've really missed you. Um and you kind of mean it, but even if you didn't mean it, you're probably going to say it anyway. Um, really missed you, man. You've been gone for days. Um, see, w- when you're single again, you suddenly get this sensation where it's like, wow, I can actually go and kiss other girls now. So that really helps. Um, it's not just it's not that something's been taken away. It's just that something has changed. Another door has opened. As my great friend Noel says, being single is an opportunity. He is, of course, in a relationship. Um, but I digress. Um, yeah. So when you're free again, when you're single again, it's like the Berlin Wall falling. You know? And then you have to listen to David Hass- the music of David Hasselhoff all the time. My, uh, my hot tip number two. My number two breakup tip is also controversially another thing to do while you're still in the relationship um if if you've recently been broken up with and you're really looking for some advice here um uh uh this is a bit like when you when you google i've got a rash on my bum what do i do about it and all the advice is saying is um avoid sitting on toilet seats uh, to, so you don't get rashes on your bum. It's like, well, I've already got the rash on my bum. What do I do about it? Um, and it just rubs salt in the wound to some extent. So I'll rub a little bit more salt in the wound. But um, look forward to number three because that that actually is a genuine uh, thing to do after you break up. But the, number two is indeed uh, to maintain all your friendships. Every time that you want to go and play pool with the lads and your missus goes, no, don't play pool. Stay here. We're making ravioli. Or, you know, you want to go on a girl's night out um, to the valley. And your boyfriend goes, no, don't go out. Other boys will look at you. Stay here. Lock the door. Um, Make sure you do go to those events. It may indeed lead to a breakup, which will be unfortunate, but not as unfortunate as some people in Eastern Europe who were in the communist era of Czechoslovakia snatched from birth uh, snatched at birth from the from parents who were dissidents of the communist regime they were raised in orphanages and they grew up never having felt love at any point in their, in, their entire existence they could walk down the street see a man hit by a car thrown 50 meters glide across the road and then lie motionless in a puddle of their blood 
and they'd be walking down the street and they'd say, oh, that sucks, and go on continuing their ice cream because they'd never felt love from another human. Anyway, so it could be like that. It's not all bad. Um, that, should be, that should be tip number four. It's not all bad. Yeah, you got broken up with. It's not all bad. Um, oh, oh, she was that much hotter than you. Oh, yep. Yeah, it is, it is that bad. Um, no, it's not all bad. So number two, tip number two for the breakup is to maintain all those friendships so, um, so that, you know, afterwards when you want to see your mates again, um, they're all there. They haven't forgotten about you. That's um, one of my mates who got broken up with in 2014 famously said as he sobbed on his bed um, on the day of the Echo races. He said... I've just missed out on so many good times with the boys because he'd been in a relationship for a number of years and he forgot about the boys. We're offended. How can you not be offended when you go out with someone every weekend and they're partying and you look at each other in the eyes and you go, isn't this great? And they say, yep. As you're fist pumping in the middle of the dance floor, spilling your vodka Red Bulls everywhere. And then they get a girlfriend. And then they don't come out with you anymore. And then you realise you're getting played the whole time. They were never there because they enjoyed your company. Because they were actually having a good time. They are only there because they were looking for a partner. And as soon as they found one, they threw you in the dustbin of friend. The, the, the friendship dustbin. Anyway. That's enough emotional punching bags for now. <clears throat> So, the, the, the trick is, if you get in a relationship and you stop going to parties and then you get broken up with, because you've stopped going to parties, you're not getting invited to parties anymore. And right when you're broken up with, that's when you need to be going to parties. You need to stay on the party scene. Show your face. Even if you just pop in for 10 minutes and you can go out to a cafe with your missus. All right? It's important that you let people know you're still there and you're still keen to party. So that when you're single again, you're still copping all those Guernseys. You you need to be at those parties. And you need to let people know as soon as possible that you are single again. Um, because you never know. Your best mate's ex-girlfriend might be real keen. And in your emotional wreck of a state after being broken up with, you might do something so crazy and so damaging as to test that. Um... Now, hot tip number three, hot breakup tip number three. As soon as you're broken up with, within 48 hours, you need to get a fresh haircut. I'm talking, you need to look different. Hear this. You got, you, you got a beard and you get broken up with. Mother trucker, shave off that beard. You're going clean shaven for the next three months at least, all right? You got long hair, it's curly. Sometimes people say, wow, your hair's so curly. Um, you get broken up with. Mother trucker, cut that real short. I'm talking military style. Um, you need to have a change of uh, exterior appearance. It will convince you that you have uh, changed into something uh, better. Um, and you are now better uh, because your appearance will look different in the mirror. Um, it's very important. Um, maybe buy a new cologne. Even something as little as a new shirt. You think, oh, it's just a new shirt. But it's more than that. It's a new you. Um, when you're wearing that shirt, um, it's all. And um, 
I think it is. It's all about fresh beginnings, and I think I'm not sure. They, they always do university studies on such mundane things. Oh, no! How can we cure diabetes? Things like this. I want a university study. I want someone to do their doctorate thesis on how ex-partners can ever be friends. It's my honest belief they can't, really. It's rather sad. People say, look, I've been dating this person for five years. We broke up and I don't even speak to them anymore. It's five years of memories. Five years of sharing secrets and toothbrushes. Does all that mean nothing now? No, it doesn't mean nothing now. Well, on second thoughts, it kind of does, but it doesn't mean it was all for nothing. Those were five great years. You grew as a person. You knew, you now know what it means to feel love. You've got your training wheels off when it comes to relationships. It means the next time you find a, a person you find attractive, you can just dump straight in there. Date number two, say I love you. Say I want you to move in. I want you to share my toothbrush. Freak them the hell out. That's what you can do. A lot of people go through life, they never have a, a healthy, proper relationship. They never feel the, the pangs of true love, aka life's greatest emotion. It's a privilege to have ever felt it. You should never wish it didn't happen. But going back to your first point, yes, it absolutely means nothing now. It means nothing. You'll, you should never see them again. In fact, if you see them again, even in a supermarket, even if your sibling tells you they saw that person in a supermarket, it'll probably hurt you in some weird, irrational way. Um, and that five-year relationship certainly does mean absolutely nothing now that you're broken up with and you will never be friends. Um, uh, you know our mate, uh, Henry, Henry Brits. Oh, yeah. I sent him a voicemail the other he's day. He's in New York. He's in, oh, I'm, I'm, everyone's going yeah, he's away. Baking, he's making pizzas in his Mars. <laughs> I interviewed Henry Bretz the other week. You? Really? Yeah. You interviewed him? Yeah, I interviewed him. What for, happened? For the miscreants? No, not not quite for the miscreants, no. Oh, for uni. Oh, true. The Chanel Theatre was closing down. Oh, yes, it oh, was. Yeah. Save the Chanel. I was just trying to get in touch with a friendly UQ student, and he oh, popped up. Yeah. He is a friendly, and I tell you what, he loves that Chanel. He loves talking. It actually, <laughs> it led it led to the breakdown of his last relationship. He just loved the Chanel so much, and with, she with, knew she was like, "You're always with the Chanel. You're always there. Shani. What's going on?" He calls her Anyway, so I, wanted, I sent him a voice message. And I, it was quite strange. It was really unsolicited. It was at 1.30 in the morning, and it was basically just me and another person singing a uh, song from Greece. And I never got a reply. This required a reply. This was strange. Uh, look, I'll, I'll, uh, this is what it was. He was sitting there somewhere at 1.30 in the morning, and he got this message. I got chills, they're multiplying. And I'm losing control Because the power you're supplying Is a legend And he never replied Surely that warrants a Are you okay? You were on a good track until about the last 1.6 seconds This is actually a segue into something else Because there's another fella called uh, A friend of mine called Josh Goldsmith And now I work with a guy named Joshua And I called him Josh once And he stopped He narrowed his eyes and he said it's Joshua. And so I only know one Josh. Joshua. And I was sitting there one day, and he'd already moved back to Cairns. Uh -huh. And I said to my friend, I said, why did we never call him Rogan Josh? 
<laughs> That's such a great nickname for someone called Josh. Rogan Josh. Yeah. And so he sent Josh a message saying, uh, Rogan Josh and a, and a naan bread, please. And Josh replied saying something really innocuous, like, sure, coming right up. And then I was like, well, that's not good enough. He's sure he's like confused about why we're sending him. So I sent him a message, a voice message, and this was it. Oh, you saucy Rogan Josh. <laughs> <laughs> and then he replied saying, a bit of sauce never hurt anyone, which doesn't really make sense. And also, he's just sort right, of palmed though. it off. He's not keeping on with the conversation, is yes, he? Yes, really? that was it. He's like Teflon, nothing. We both sent him Rogan Josh-themed greetings. What's his problem? And we got peanuts back. I don't, oh, as an oh, alternative no. right-winged Christian band, do you think Far North... <laughs> sorry. Do, well, you think, do you think Far North Queensland should secede? I think there's some passionate right-wing Should they secede? Pro-Adani's up so there. Definitely. The great thing about North Queensland is the further north you go, the more thongs are accepted. Yeah. Every single thing. Oh, no shoes. Talking, not, not even no bars. Shoes. Fine dining. I had a cinemas, mate. wherever yes. you want to go. I had a mate the other day. He had orthotic thongs. Oh, what that's a weirdo. A formal thong. That. That's just going out thongs. What that's, a weirdo. That's going out thongs. But how comfortable and lack of shin splints is he having? Like, I don't think he gives a beep, but yeah, that's yeah. But yeah. it also didn't actually have a proper plug because it was like fused in there. It wasn't real pluggers. What a freak, eh? It's just not real. It's just not cricket. I just want plug. I just want pluggers that are like real pluggers. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's not pluggers are real pluggers. It's just not cricket, is it? No. No. No, it's thongs. If it's on the wicket, you better play cricket. <laughs> but there, there, there was a very controversial movement in twenty. I think it was twenty twelve when the Royal Exchange Hotel in Tuong changed its rules and said you couldn't wear thongs anymore. Wow, that's some pretty big stuff, eh? So maybe as the cane toads move further south, <laughs> the anti-thong movement moves further north. See, that's a culture shock. That's what mm. that does. By the time the cane toads reach Hobart, even in Cape Tribulation, sorry, sir. Hobart's got its own RMs rules. only. Hobart's got its own rules, doesn't it? You can yeah. post a prime minister in Hobart and it's all good. You can do whatever you want. This happened? Yeah. You're speaking about this like it happened and you did it. No, I didn't. Who was this? How did you not know about this? Tony Abbott got punched in Hobart. Oh, no, he got headbutted. He got a Liverpool kiss, as they say. Oh, I know. A Liverpool kiss. He got a Liverpool kiss. Liverpool kiss. Just a few after the, after the football, lad. That's all it was. <laughs> Had a kind of coke. I was just joshing about with Tony. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? Should you be allowed to punch a prime minister? I mean. I mean, so. Freedom, freedom, freedom of political. Uh, sorry. Yeah, political communication. That's a constitutional, Punch the Prime Minister constitutional like a right. And maybe you're communicating yourself by hitting someone. I would mm. say that's interpretive. I would go that far to say that, Harry. Hmm. But I just wish you were Prime Minister. Cause I, wanted I think like all big issues in life, I'm going to de delegate this one to a rock and roll band. Guys, can you solve this big, <laughs> big issue? <laughs> Punch the Prime Minister sounds like a right-wing campaign that we could... Actually, no, it doesn't sound very right-wing. It sounds very left-wing. It does sound very left-wing. Well, it depends who... Smash the, the capital and smash the politicians. Jeez. <coughs> All right. What's it called though? It's called Wrapped Around Your Finger It's about being engrossed with someone beyond the point where you should be engrossed with them It's about thinking about a girl on Christmas Day um, it, it, can be, it can be about either You yeah. listen to Forge was edited yeah. a canter of banter We've got Port Royal in this year Mike Crowley, a local yo, budding comedian yo, This yo. guy is tearing up with his jokes These guys are tearing up with their tracks And I'm tearing my pants Christ, you can see my underwear Alright Have you put your belt back on yet? Yeah, belt's back on The belt is on and the music is playing Alright Sweet, sweet. Wrap around your finger, live. Four triple Z. Well, you could use me for love like 
like a drug, put a man in need Well, you can take what you want And you're gone and you leave it to bleed But I'm hanging on, hanging on At the end of the road Baby, are you ready to go? On the line of a razor's edge Working for a dime anytime But I don't know when But still hanging on, hanging on At the end of the road Baby, are you ready to go? Whoa, Yeah. <laughs>